What is a bird's favorite subject? I don't know what. Algebra. You'll hear her hooting to the stars. She's singing out her question. You could hear it from afar. Who, 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 who are you? A flying through the woods, playing peekaboo. Who, 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 who are you? That's how houses are to do. You won't hear her wings. As through the dark she flies To hunt she needs it quiet On silence she relies Who, 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 who are you? Flying through the woods playing peek-a-boo Who, 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 who are you? That's how houses are to do She likes her food still kicking Sometimes she'll gulp it whole From mice to skunks and rabbits Sometimes a wayward vole Who, 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 who are you? A flying through the woods playing peek-a-boo Who, 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 who are you? That's how houses are to do Got good sense, the wisest in the land. Behind those big all-seeing eyes, I know she understands. Who, 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 who are you? I'm flying through the woods playing peekaboo. Who, 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 who are you? That's how houses are to do. That's the walking Jim Stoltz right here on the Children's Hour with How an Owl Says How to Do from his Web of Life release. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. I am delighted to be at the Outpost Performance Space with a whole lot of great kids and on Zoom. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. And who do we have with us today? Hi, it's Joe. Hi, it's Nina. Hi, it's Lorfin. Hi, it's Max. Hi, it's Lily Mae. Hi, it's Amaya. Hi, it's Daniel. Hi, it's Corbett. Hi, it's Glenn. Well, I'm so glad you all can be with us today. We have such a cool topic on the show today. We're going to learn about owls. Do any of you have any firsthand experience with owls? I've seen at least like two or three owls in my life. 
in real life in person? Yes. Like in the wild? No. One in the house, perched on a tree. One sitting when I went on a night walk, sitting on like a tree that wasn't that didn't have any leaf. It was just kind of like a plain tree. And then another one, I forgot when. That is cool. Anybody else? Yeah, Amaya. I just know that owls hoot. <laughs> <laughs> They're a real hoot. In fact, I hear some hooting at my house in the middle of the night in the summer. And I wonder, I always wonder, like, who is hooting? Who is hooting? We're going to learn a lot more about owls. We have some information that has been pulled together by a second grade class here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Mrs. Monica Charles's class. These second graders have been researching owls, and we're going to learn about them from these second graders. Plus, we have some very special guests with us. They spend every day, all day long, thinking about owls and working with owls. They are some biologists and researchers at the Owl Research Institute in Montana. This is Jessica Campbell and the Saplings, right here on the Children's Hour. Stick with us. Mrs. Charles' class is coming right up. Snacks inside my habitat. I eat insects, mammals, occasional fish. Regurgitate the pellet when I'm done with my dish. Stay awake in the night, keeping prey in my sight. Swoop down to the ground with a silent flight. Got binocular vision to help me make a decision. And these razor sharp talons that attack with precision.
rabbits, snakes, and fish. The eyes of the owl can be yellow or black. Owls have sharp talons and a hooked beak. Owls come in different colors like brown, black, white, tan, and gray. Owls only eat meat and are nocturnal. Owls are nocturnal and they can turn their heads around to see in many directions. During the day, owls rest or take care of their eggs. I think owls look scary because their face looks angry. The shape of their face makes them look like that. When owls fly, they do not make noise so that they can catch their prey. They need to be sneaky so that mice, rabbits, or birds do not run away. Owls can camouflage because they look like the trunks of trees and bushes, and some of them look like snow so that other predators or prey cannot see them. Owls live inside trees or cacti. You can find them in the forests, deserts, and near water. Owls live all around the world except Antarctica. When owls hunt, they have to hear their prey. If they hear a mouse, then they will fly quietly and use their sharp talons. Owls do not have teeth. They swallow the meat and then they regurgitate the undigested food as pellets. The owls that we see in New Mexico are the great horned owl, eastern screech owl, and the barn owl. There are more than 200 types of owls in the world. In New Mexico, people need a permit to have an owl as a pet. Owls are wild animals that deserve to be free in nature. Second graders from Mrs. Charles' class at Coronado Elementary School in Albuquerque, New Mexico, teaching us about owls. There's more from them coming up, and we'll meet the folks at the Owl Research Institute. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and this is Thunder and Sunshine.
the night Moonbeam bright Owl singing song In the middle of the night Watching things going right Owl sing along the woods in the doggone woods owl sing along in the middle of the woods by the light of the moon owl sing along At the moon Owling at the moon Raffi, the title track from his Owl sing-along release, and in the background is Robert Farmer. We're learning about owls today on the Children's Hour, and this show was inspired by those second graders in Mrs. Charles' class at Coronado Elementary School in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're going to talk more with the Owl Research Institute and hear more from Mrs. Charles' students coming right up. You're listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated. We're a New Mexico-based nonprofit organization supported by listeners just like you. Learn more about us at childrenshour.org. National Hispanic Cultural Center, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, supports the Children's Hour. Learn more at nhcc.org. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Electric Playhouse. Learn more at electricplayhouse.com.
You're listening to the Children's Hour, and I'm Katie Stone. On the show today, we're exploring owls, and we wanted to learn a lot more about owls from people who are studying them. And so we reached out to the Owl Research Institute. It's located in Charlo, Montana, on the Flathead Indian Reservation. It's about an hour north of Missoula. And our guests on the show today are Denver Holt. He's the founder and president of the organization, and he's widely published on the subject of owls. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Denver. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Also with us on the show is Beth Mendelson. She is a research biologist at the Owl Research Institute, and she has an emphasis in her work on North American owls. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Beth. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're so happy you're both with us. Can you describe what you do at the Owl Research Institute? At the Owl Research Institute, yes. We pride ourselves in doing field research year-round. So that's our research component. We're in the field. So that means we're studying wild owls in their natural habitats for all the different species when they're breeding, when they're wintering, migrating. And we also do education. So we bring people sometimes into the field or do outreach and events where we get to teach the public about owls. And the last thing that we do is conservation. And that's a little bit broader. And it does involve working with other organizations and homeowners and other people to help conserve owls for the future. Owls are birds, but are they raptors? Are they like hawks in the same family? They're not exactly in the same family as raptors as far as if you think of a phylogenetic tree or genetically, but they're called raptors because they're categorized similarly. They have some of the traits that make a bird a raptor. For example, they have a sharp beak and sharp talons to capture their prey. And owls are a little bit different than some of the other raptors in how they do that. They fill a similar niche. How long do owls live? Depending on the species, owls can be quite long-lived. I think some species can live 20, 25, maybe even more years in the wild or in captivity. Usually the larger the owl species, the longer they might be expected to live. Uh, But even some of the smaller owl species could have up to a 10-year lifespan. What kind of homes do owls live in? Do they live in a normal little sticky bird nest like other birds? We recognize about 260 or 70 species in the world and they occur in all continents except Antarctica. And so within all the continents they occur in, there's a variety of different habitats, and they've adapted to all of the habitats. So we have owls that, that nest on the ground, some species like a short-eared owl or a snowy owl. We have some species of owls that dig a hole or live in an old hole in the ground, the burrowing owl. It could be dug by a badger, a fox, or a prairie dog. And then you have owls that will nest in woodpecker holes in trees, natural holes in trees, or sometimes a stick nest made by another bird. For the most part, most species do not build a nest, but they kind of take one over with few exceptions. And as I said, the burrowing owl will dig its own hole or maybe take over a prairie dog. But most of the other species are dependent on something else. So with the small owls, we like to say they're dependent on woodpeckers, to make their holes, so it's important to save habitat for woodpeckers and then the trees that woodpeckers like. And then some of the others, like a great horned owl might nest in an old red-tailed hawk nest or a bald eagle nest or even mistletoe. So it's a variety of nest structures that they live in. 
What are an owl's main predators? Again, it's going to depend on your species of owl, but a lot of owls are considered to be a little bit higher on the food chain. They are a major predator in many ecosystems, mostly preying on small mammals, little rodents, mice, voles, gophers, rabbits, things like that. And sometimes the larger owls actually are predators for some of the smaller owls. And when the owls are on the ground, for whatever reason, either nesting or roosting or catching prey, they can also be um, eaten or killed by other predators on the ground, like a fox or a coyote or a cat or a dog, other large raptors as well, like a bald eagle or a red-tailed hawk. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and today on the show, we're learning about owls. Our guests are from the Owl Research Institute in Charlo, Montana. It's Beth Mendelson, a research biologist and the director of the Institute, Denver Holt. There's a lot more coming up. But first, this is Mr. Roborelli with Barn Owls, right here on the Children's Hour. Barn owls, flying through the winter's night Waking at the time of the fading light They don't have to see you to know that you're there Your 
You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone here at the Outpost Performance Space and on Zoom with lots of kids and our guests from the Owl Research Institute. We are learning about owls today, and there is a lot to learn with so many species around the world. How come so many different species of owls evolved? First of all, many of the species, or most species in the world, are nocturnal or nearly so. So what that makes them very different than most other birds of the world, which is now 11,000 or so species. But just think about being out at night. And that's one of the things that really makes owls unique is they're out at night and or low light levels. As birds evolved and different orders evolved and different species evolved, the theory is that the nocturnal world, or even the, the sky itself, were some of the last areas to be occupied by birds, by animals in general. And so as the owls evolved, they moved into all these habitats in the nighttime, and they just adapted to all of these different habitats throughout the world. Do we know why they as a species decided to be nighttime predators? Or does that is that like the chicken and the egg problem? Like they have all these adapted aspects of them to be able to hunt at night. So they hunt at night. Or did they start hunting at night and then they adapted all these things? You know, I don't know if I can answer which one came first, but, you know, maybe there was just a niche that was open as these birds evolved. You know, they're not that closely related to, you know, the typical birds of prey. They're more closely related to like mouse birds of Africa. And so maybe there was just a niche that was open in the nocturnal lifestyle. And as they moved into that niche, they evolved the traits to help them survive at night. Can you talk a little more about that, the evolution of owls? Have they always been around? Were there owls around with the dinosaurs? There's some fossil records, you know, the people who study that. There was some research in Colorado where they discovered some bones. And I'm pretty sure it dates back to, you know, plus or minus 65 million years where they think that some of the first owls evolved. And many families have come and gone just through evolutionary time. So most have become extinct. And then the last real family was the barn owls, the titanids. And then after that, so they're the older group of the two families of owls. Then after that, we start to see the more modern genera of owls that we that we see today. So they've been around a long time. There's actually been even flightless owls that evolved on islands or peninsulas that had no reason to fly. They were very large, almost think of a penguin, but not a penguin, but think of that, a tall owl standing out on a peninsula or an island with no predators and relatively flightless, and they determine that by looking at the skeletal structure and looking at their keel. So those have come and gone, and all the owls today pretty much uh, all fly. I dissected an owl pellet once and found um, like small bones and fur. What kind of stuff does an owl eat? Owls are carnivorous, so they eat usually other animals, and there are some species that eat insects, anything as small as insects, and then all the way up to larger mammalian prey or larger birds. So in a pellet, you're going to find the undigestible remains of whatever the owl ate, and it's really great for us to learn more about the owl by collecting the pellets. It's not invasive. We can pick them up and do just what you did, Corbett, and dissect the pellet, pull out any bones or feather and fur and figure out exactly what the owls have been eating. So like with baby owls, how long do they stay with their parents? 
It depends on the species again, but owls, usually the female is the parent that will incubate the eggs, and that can take anywhere from three to five weeks, somewhere in there, depending on the species. And then the eggs will hatch generally one by one, so you may have chicks of different ages, and each of those chicks will stay in the nest being fed by the female with food deliveries from the male for usually about three to six weeks. Some of the larger owls uh, may stay in the nest longer. And then after they leave the nest, many of the little owl species can't quite fly yet. And so they rely on camouflage and climbing up things and still being fed by their parents for up to a few months after they actually leave the nest. So it's a pretty long process for the baby owls to grow up until they can hunt for themselves and provide their own food. Do baby owls look anything like an owl or are they kind of homely? The first time I think I saw a very small owl chick in a nest, I was kind of like, oh, but, you know, when you start to look at them, they they are very similar to the adults in that they have the large eyes once they open their eyes and they're they're kind of endearing. You might say it's a face only a mother could love, <laughs> um, but they're fluffy and cute. And as they start to grow, they have these very adorable like behaviors that they'll do. Like what? practicing to fly, so kind of doing little wing flaps and falling over. They might steal food from each other, try to take food out of their parents' beak, little things like that. And when they start to learn how to fly, it's even funnier because often they'll miss and they'll miss the branch and hang upside down or crash into something. It's, you know, like a toddler maybe learning to walk. That's so cute. And then when they finally leave after a few months, that's it. They never see their parents again. They're out of here. They never come back. Yeah, for the most part, once they're considered to be adults, they'll have to leave the territory, find their own territory. There are some owl species that have been seen to have like helper owls who may have been uh, chicks from previous year come back. That's Beth Mendelson and Denver Holt from the Owl Research Institute. More with them and the kids in Mrs. Charles's second grade class at Coronado Elementary coming right up. This is Martin and Rose Music, right here on the Children's Hour, where we're learning about owls. Little brown owl, little brown owl, with those great big yellow eyes. Little brown owl, little brown owl. Why do you look so surprised? Who, 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 who scooped you? Little black owl, little black owl, with those great big silver eyes. Little black owl, little black owl, why do you look so surprised? Great big blue eyes Little white owl, little white owl 
So when I was at my grandma and grandpa's ranch, I find a lot of owl feathers, owl pellets. And sometimes I find talons stuck in the, in the owl pellet. See the shadows as they creep like vines The sun is sinking and I love this time I guess I'm just a night owl The stars are winking and the hillside glows The moon's inviting us out so let's go I guess we're just Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. Thanks to the Outpost Performance Space in Albuquerque, New Mexico for hosting the Children's Hour. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by United Way of North Central New Mexico. Support provided by the City of Albuquerque and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Bernalillo County is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. Many thanks to the users at tokenibis.org who direct funds to the Children's Hour every week. Keep up with the Children's Hour and subscribe to our monthly newsletter at childrenshour.org.
Welcome back to the Children's Hour. Over the break, you heard Robert Mirabal from Taos Pueblo. Dan Zanes before that had Night Owl. And that's because we're learning about owls today from Denver Holt and Beth Mendelson from the Owl Research Institute in Charlo, Montana, on the Flathead Indian Reservation. Let's go over to Thorfinn. How can owls turn their head 360 degrees? Owls can't probably turn their head 360 degrees in one direction, but they can certainly cover 360 degrees by turning their head in both directions. And it's believed that they can turn their head in one direction 270 degrees, which would be about three quarters of the way around. And they have some special adaptations in their vertebrae and in the blood vessels that go to their brain so that they're able to do that without causing any damage or harm or brain function issues. And they do that so that they can hunt and sit still in one position without moving their body at all. They can turn their head and use their ears or their eyes to look in another direction without moving. I've also heard that they can't move their eyes to look around. Is that true? And if so, what is the benefit to having a head that can turn all around instead of being able to move your eyes? Yeah, so that is true. The owl's eyeballs are fixed in their skull. They have a bony structure that holds the eyeballs in place. And that's because the eyeballs have evolved to be so large and long, they're actually not even balls. They're more like a conical structure, so they're quite long. And they take up a lot of space in the skull. And so there isn't room for any kind of structure or muscular structure to move the eyeballs around. So in order to look in different directions, the owl has to turn its head from side to side. And you can actually try that, see what that might be like by opening your eyes real wide, looking straight ahead, and then turn your head without moving your eyeballs. I've read a comparison for some owl species. If you picture a human skull with an eyeball the size of a large orange shoved in it, that would be about what an owl's size eyeball ratio is in its head. Why do owls make the hooting sound? Yeah, there's a few reasons that owls hoot. I would say the main one is to communicate and they may be communicating to each other to find other owls of their kind. For example, if a male owl has a nesting territory and he's trying to attract a female, he may hoot and a female can hear him and respond and they can create a pair and nest. And they also might hoot to others of their species to let them know that they're on a territory and that it's their home and they don't want any other owls to come into that home. What we've learned over the years is that the big owls or the larger ones are the hooters and the smaller owls are generally the tutors or the whistlers. For example, a big or large owl like a great horned owl might go, and a smaller owl like a screech owl might go, Or a solid owl might go, you know, that low frequency who travels a great distances and, you know, kind of vibrates through the atmosphere. But if you hear them this time of the year, for us up here, the males and the females are hooting quite a bit. And we know the higher pitched one is the female, lower male. And then as it moves towards the nesting season, the female is going to be a little closer to the nest. So if you hear her, you know, approaching the nesting season, that might, might be the area we want to look for the nest. 
Did you know that burrowing owls, when they actually live like underground, they can make themselves sound like rattlesnakes so that it keeps predators away? Well, it makes sense, though. Think about it. If you live underground and you're a small to medium-sized owl, you could be susceptible to predators, foxes or coyotes or badgers. So if something was nosing around the hole where you're nesting, it would be a good idea to maybe evolve a nest defense call that sounds like a rattlesnake, you know, that (laughs) the rattlesnake type call. So the predator might think, "Eh, maybe I don't want to get down that hole. How social are owls and, and what do we call a group of them? A parliament is what people like to describe it as, a group of owls listening, making wise decisions, etc. That's kind of the definition of a parliament as a group of owls. But very few species of owls in the world come together, what we say, communally. Tends to happen more in the non-breeding season. And so, for example, the long-eared owls that we work on here in western Montana, during the breeding season, nests can be spread apart, one here, one there separated by hundreds of yards or sometimes even longer distances. But in the wintertime, they'll come together in winter roosts of 10, 20, 30, 40. Very few species are communal in that sense. That was Mr. Elephant right here on the Children's Hour with the Burrowing Owls song. We're learning about owls with the Owl Research Institute's president and founder, Denver Holt, and research biologist, Beth Mendelson. How can humans help protect owls? 
what we're doing right now is a really good way to help, which is just being interested in owls, learning about them and translating that into conservation. And so that's one of the things that we do at the Owl Research Institute is outreach and conservation. And with owls, it's really great because a lot of people are interested in them and rarely get to see them, um, but they just um, spark a lot of meaning in people. And so we use owls as sort of an iconic species to help protect habitats that may contain other important plant and animal species. Some things you can do to help protect animals is protect their habitat, and that's going to vary by species, and you can create better habitat for their prey, such as small animals. And one thing that we really advocate at the Owl Research Institute is protecting nesting structures and nesting sites. Owls mostly nest in structures that are already existing. They don't really build their own nest. And so they need to have something to nest in. And a lot of the times that is what we call a snag, which is basically a dead standing tree. And it often has woodpecker holes or natural cavities that have eroded from the tree, or even like a large chimney or a base on the top that an owl can use to nest or even to roost for protection. And those are so important for so many wild species. And they often get cut down or removed because uh, people don't like the way they look, maybe, or are worried that they might fall over. And so the best we can do to protect those, not use them for firewood or anything like that, is going to help owls so much. Yeah, there's a number of species of owls in the United States and Canada. Almost all the small ones, like a western screech owl, are totally dependent. We call them obligates, but they're totally dependent on either woodpecker holes or natural holes in trees for nesting because they don't build nests and they don't nest in open platforms for the most part. So as Beth was saying, we've made a lot of effort here in Montana, and we're trying to take it a little more national now, to say, protect those dead trees that you have in your yard and then set up some guidelines for forestry practices, whether it's private or industry or firewood cutting. So it's a very, very important issue that was popular long ago and not so more. We're trying to resurrect it. Leaving those dead trees standing, how important that is for the critters in your community. We're out of time. We're with the Owl Research Institute here on the Children's Hour. We've been with Beth Mendelson. She is a research biologist at the Institute. And we've been with Denver Holt. He's the founder and president. And we have lots of links and so much information for you and pictures. And you can see what the owls look like right now in this moment. As you're listening to this, you can go and look at the owl cams and go fall in love. Thank you both so much for being with us on the Children's Hour. We've learned a lot from you today. Thank you, Beth, and thank you, Denver. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye, you guys.
We learned about barn owls, snow owls, true owls, and the great horned owl. I think owls are cool, and some of them are very beautiful. Owls make their nests inside trees, and they use feathers and fur from other animals. The nest is cozy and warm for the little owl chicks. After the female owls lay eggs, the owl chicks all born, and they all look cute and fluffy. They cannot fly until they are much bigger and stronger. In our class, we dissected owl pellets. An owl pellet is when the owl eats a rat or something, it'll throw it back up once it gets all the meat off. Inside the owl pellet, I found two skulls, a few different bones, and a few feathers from birds that the owl ate. I think that it was weird that I found more than one animal inside the owl pellet. When we were dissecting the owl pellet in class, I was a little disgusted, and then I was curious because I found many bones, and I wanted to see which animal became the food of the owl. I think owls are good because they eat rodents. I think that is good because some mice can eat our crops and spread germs to people. Some owls are dying because humans are cutting down trees or contaminating rivers. Some forest fires can kill the animals that the owl needs to survive. If owls disappeared, there would be many mice everywhere because owls eat mice. If owls died, there could be a mice or a rabbit plague that can kill our plants and crops. Owls are a good way to keep pests and plagues under control. They are a natural way to keep rodents from invading your home. Owls are very important so we can keep balanced habitats in the world. Those are second graders in Mrs. Monica Charles's class at Coronado Elementary School in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can find our full playlist, photos, links to live owl cams, and so much more at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Owls. We're going to go out today with the chickadees. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour. We'll catch you next time. Hey, what was that? I don't know. On one night, some friends and me went for a walk under the trees. The sun was going down. When we heard the strangest sound We were a little afraid And we didn't know what to do When we heard There's an owl in the trees He only comes out at night doesn't see so well in the light I heard my teacher say That he can turn his head All the way around Can you turn all the way around And sing ooh, 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 ooh. 
Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Our show was written by Katie Stone with lots of help from all of us on the kids crew. You can find photos, links, learn along guides, and more about us at childrenshour.org. This episode of the Children's Hour was written by me, Katie Stone, with help from our senior producer, Christina Stella. We also had production support from Gus Tafoya and our learning specialist, Lorraine Archibald. Our engineer at Outpost is Chad Shear, and Alexander Jacobson writes our transcripts. Find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, or go to our patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram and Facebook. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music was written by C.K. Barlow. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour Kids Public Radio.